Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode one of We Stand Together. I am your host, Brock Chitwood, and today's what today we're gonna start with the weather, you know. If you haven't noticed, if you might have heard, if you look out in you know Central America, there's gonna be some snow. If you already had any, if you already hadn't had enough, fixing to get some more possibly. Also, let's go down to Tennessee where I'm at. We're already bipolar again. You're looking at 43 tonight and 62 tomorrow. And then we're going to drop down into the 30s and be in the high 60s, low 70s. Good grief, this state is bipolar more than anything I have ever seen. Look out, Michigan, because if you weren't already snowed in, you're going to be snowed in even more. Good grief. Y'all can't catch a break up there, can y'all? Well, moving on from weather, let's look into the news. Apparently, on the August 26th terrorist bombing earlier this year that killed 13 U.S. service members in Kabul, Afghanistan, has reportedly caused several of the victims' family members to question the U.S. government's official story. Now, if you ask me, the official story is never official until all the details are public, but that's my personal opinion. That's not my personal opinion derived from the military or anything like that. If you have watched my intro video, you would, uh, you'll probably know that I'm a... Uh, U.S. Army uh, reservist, and so again, my personal opinion on the official story is my personal opinion. It's not based off the military's viewpoints. Like I said, official story is not official until everything's been put out there. But the Pentagon released uh, released earlier this month says that the bombing at the uh, bat at the gate near the Kabul International Airport as the United States military was attempting to evacuate the thousands of Afghans were uh, was not preventable. Now if you ask me what does not preventable mean uh means that it was gonna happen no matter what. I I, I don't know how true that is. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at the uh right in front of me and if you say something's not, you know not preventable. There's got to be something major, something major wrong. Um, says right here, yeah, that the uh, Pentagon report released earlier this month stated the ISIS bombing at the Abbey Gate near Kabul International Airport, as the United States military was attempting to evacuate those thousand uh, of Afghans, Afghanistan's from Afghanistan, was not preventable. What is, what do you mean by not preventable? Is it were you sure it was going to happen? You you know. I'm not sure there. Several family members, like I said, are, you know, upset that the uh, 13 servants were killed and told the New York Post that they think that they have doubts about the conclusion of the the inclusion of the uh, report. Which, you know, as a family member of of being a service member, you know, and having family, if I die, of course the family's going to be spectacle if it's the report of my death is exactly how it was, you know. As a family... As a family man, I, I love my parents dearly, and I love my aunt cousins. I've had several of them serve. If you were to tell me my cousin died, I'd be skeptical. I would want to know the exact truth. And you be telling me that they died in a bombing or they died in a gunshot or a firefight, to me, it's not acceptable. So I know what kind of these families are, family members are going through. Uh, the Pentagon report says that 50 Afghan uh, evacuees brought to the U.S. had potentially... Significant, uh, significant security cl- uh, concerns. Well, I wonder exactly what that means. Um, <clears throat> all the uh, those Marines who were who were there will tell you that they felt scared. Shannon Campbell, the mother of the twenty of a twenty year old U.S. Marine, 
Karin Nkui, who was killed in the blast, told the Washington Post. Now, if you ever, a soldier ever looks at you and says, they're not scared, I, I'm sorry, but they're lying to your face. Um, there's the, there are so many fears that go on in a soldier's mind uh, about this. I've talked to several active duty soldiers who've been in a combat zone, and they will tell you that there is fear. They are scared. Like, they'll tell, at the moment in time, they'll may, they may say they're not scared, or before that they don't, they're not scared, but they are. Uh, I have never met one service member who said he was not scared. That wasn't crazy, put it that way. Um, she uh, told the Washington Post that they were surrounded by the freaking Taliban. Well, that may not be the best word to use, freaking. Um, I probably would have used just Taliban, but, you know, people are going to be like they want. If you're going to say freaking, why didn't you just say, you know, the F word? Nah, gone full out, why don't you? They were out in the wide open and they were sitting ducks. Well, not, maybe not, well, yes, if you're out on the runway, you are in the middle of nowhere, but I'm sitting here looking at the picture that they, apparently this is where it happened, and they're not sitting out in the open. They've got buildings, they've got areas to flee to, um, you know, this, this goes back to, you know, knowing all the facts. As a parent, you're upset, you're angry. You know, you don't feel like you're getting told the truth, and you're not. You're not. The military is not going to tell you the truth of everything. Unfortunately, it's just how it is. Like I can't tell you the exact placement. I can't tell you exactly where everybody was. I can't tell you exactly how they were, were because if I was to tell you all that, there's information that I may be telling you that may be important to the safety and security of other people and some of the people that were there that were, they were probably getting evacuated and other things. So. You're not going to get told the full story. Unfortunately, it's just how the way it is. Um, she also, uh, Miss Cam uh, Chamble also took issue of the uh, Pentagon's conclusion that they that the loss of life was caused by one single bombing and believed that the members of the military were hit with small arms fire after the bombing was over. Well, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was some small arms fire. You know. It happens usually what ends up falling. Um, according to the Washington Post, several Marines actually did report that they were being targeted by gunfire during the aftermath of the bombing. Um, so Miss Campbell also then goes to say, I took one of the kids personally face to face at my son's burial. That's how I found out about the gunfire. He showed me his scar and told me he had been shot. Well, alrighty then. So that's that's I'm not nothing against Miss Campbell, but you're going to tell me that you're going to pull over one of the guys that your son served with that survived this, and basically get in his face because I, I can guarantee you he was not going to talk about this willingly. You know, he just watched his friend get buried, somebody that he knew personally. Because in the military, you do make a bondness with these people that are that's close. It's not just you know oh I know you. It's you go through these trainings, you go through these situations, you go through these tours of duty with somebody, they become your brother and sister. They become your close person. They become so tight niche to you that no matter if you hated them, you loved them, you wished they were dead on the side of the road, it doesn't matter what you wished of them or how you actually personally felt about that person, you know that they got your back. And that's a bond that you can't really have with anybody else except that person you've been through that with. So... 
for me for you for me to read this it sounds like she basically went and grabbed him by the side and basically forced her to tell him inform, or tell her information um which I'm not going to say what he told her was wrong you know I'm not going to say that because it may be true you know the report doesn't you know there there are things being said I I haven't seen the, the full report has not been released yet to the general public and it's probably out there I just got to find it uh, which I'm going to do eventually but it looks like you know he basically told her what he what he thought he heard and you know the scar on his face or where his scar it says his scar he that he told her and he she had been he had been shot so anyway continuing on it says another parent wh- whose son was killed in the attack mark schmotzer said that he saw major conflicting reports wow that's um that's something. Major conflicting reports. Well, there's nothing major about conflicting reports. They happen all the time, but in this case, it depends on what they're saying. If you got one saying it was just a bombing, one saying it's a bombing, and gunshots, that, that there's there's some details, you know, there's some details there that are really conflicting that are major. You know, why does one report have something that the other doesn't? And how did... Mr. Mark, the uh, parent of the one of the sh- sons, how did he see these reports? You no, know, did he get showed a different report than Miss uh, Turnbull? Did he see a different report than one of the uh, other parents? Like, how how did he see a different report? Because I I would think that the parents would all receive the same exact report. So that um, that kind of interests me. Uh, in the Pentagon's assessment, he uh, and says he asked the Pentagon for some of the metal fragments that were found in his son's body so that he could pr- privately analyze them. Privately analyze... How, how are you going to do that? You're going to hire your own detective, hire your own forensics team? Y- you're going to get a microscope and, you know, look at it? H- how are you going to have the resources to privately analyze something that's in a military database that the military is having to do? Um, that uh, That's kind of interesting. He was told by the Pentagon that those fragments had been discarded, which is probably not true. Well, I'm, I would say probably not true. I'm going to say it's probably true. They probably have been discarded. Probably the investigation was looked at, concluded, and thrown away. You know, military is not going to necessarily need to keep metal fragments out of a person's body. You know, one, that may not be needed. And two, the fragments could be have been contaminated from transport of the body. They could have been, you know messed with at the hospital and they were taken out of the body you know there are multiple factors here that could have led to their discarding rather than you know anybody who's coming up with a you know conspiracy theory saying they're trying to cover something up you know there's actual reasons to this uh late uh marine colonel cj douglas said that during the news com during a news conference that there is no proof that any U.S. or Afghan person was injured or killed by gunfire. And then he also, and he added that the confusion could be partially attributed to the fog of war and disorientation due to the blast effects. Now, if you know anything about explosions, you know that your ears, that it can cause ear damage, temporary ear damage, you know, ringing of the ears, uh, migraines, headaches, uh, blurriness to the vision so 
I can see where Mr. Douglas is saying that, you know, this could be a factor, you know, one person reporting gunfire while the other one's not. I, I can understand this. I can see this. But if you're having multiple reports saying that there's gunfire and one or two reports saying there wasn't, you know, there's something missing from somebody's report or somebody's, you know, trying to cover their ass saying there's one thing and there's not. So I'm not sure there. That's uh, that's kind of interesting to hear. Uh, but later on, we also have Naval Captain Bill Urban, a U.S. Central Command spokesman, said that the belt bearing the ball bearings from the bomb caused smaller entry and exit wounds to rifle bullets. So basically, if you don't understand what he uh, the, the Navy captain said, he's saying that the rifle bullets that are typically used over the Middle East. These ball bearings that had been used by the bomb were very similar enough that the entry and exit wounds of them were so similar to gunshots. So if you were hit by one of these ball bearings, it left similar wounds that could be confused as um, gunshot bullets and rifle rounds. So um, there is your theory. Uh, that, so what Naval Captain Bill Urban just said and what Miss Campbell goes to say about the... Uh, the service member who served with her son saying that he got shot and showed her the scar. There is your, if you're putting pieces together, you can now see that these ball bearings could have caused his injury and not saying that they did not saying that they did, but looking at the evidence of which I'm reading right here in the, on this, it, may, it goes to show that maybe he had been hit with one of those ball bearings, which this may have called the cause, the small arms fire that they heard were these ball bearings bouncing off, ricocheting, or piercing into objects um, or in the, and surrounding these guys, which could have caused the sounds of small arms fire. Not saying that it did, I, I'm, but knowing the fact that, you know, blast effects is a major play on this, maybe this is a possibility, not saying that they're not. Uh, Pentagon spokesman, uh, spokesman John Kirby said that the Pentagon backs the official report on what took place during the bombing. So basically, now the Pentagon's saying what is reported is reported, and they're not going to change their story or nothing. Um, we don't pretend to understand the depths of the grief, but we respect their concerns and their unique perspective about the loss of their loved ones, Kirby said. To it, that end, we stand by the investigation, finding that the attack on Abbey's Gate could not have been prevented, and that any decision made by commanders on the ground to keep the gate open was uh, consistent with their mission to avoid trying to evacuate as many po people as possible. So, from Kirby's explanation right here, he's basically telling the families that he cannot understand the depth of their grief. He, he, he doesn't know, he's never felt that kind of grief before, so he doesn't know how to meet them on that depth of grief, so he can't understand how they feel. But he respects their concerns, meaning that he understands and gets that, you know, they're concerned. They want to know exactly what happened. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they don't understand that there's more to play at part than just what they know. And he understands that. And he, 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 he understands that concern. He also goes to, when he says unique perspective about the loss of their loved ones, from what I'm understanding by reading that, he understands, he, he's saying that, uh, the normal loss of loved ones, most people would just accept the fact that, you know, something happened. He's saying the unique perspective about their lost loved ones. He's saying that basically from what I get is that he, that they are pushing for more answers than a normal person. 
He, they want to know exactly everything. They want to know the detail to detail. And he has a point. The decision made by the commanders on the ground to keep the go, uh, gate open is consistent with their mission, trying to keep and evacuate as many people as possible. So, basically, what he's saying is, is that the investigation, what it found, it's, it's found. that They're not going back and they're not going to try to find or redo or, you know, go back and change anything and that they support the commander's on the ground's decision to keep that gate open um, with their mission to evacuate as many people as possible. You know, there is no effective way to do it when you're trying to hurry people out very quickly in an orderly fashion. Chaos happens. You know, that's just, a, that's a part of that. So maybe with more, if I had some more knowledge and I researched this more, maybe this is a topic we can discuss later. Maybe there is, maybe there was a preventable way. Maybe there wasn't, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't know because the report, I don't think the official report has been posted to the general public yet, That and I can't find anything. So I would like to, um, if anybody has anything to note this, you're more than welcome to uh, email me on your, email me and, you know, give me more information. Maybe I could uh, make a special episode or a bonus episode to go off of this and, you know, do some more explanation. But right now, as far as I know, that... uh. Pentagon's not going to go back on it, and the families. Um, I I I, uh, I understand your loss in a sense. Um, I I really do, and I, and I pray for you. I hope that you guys find comfort, and um, I hope that the official report or whatever report you guys do have, I hope it is the truth and nothing but the truth. You know, in war, the fog of war is tremendous, and things do get swept under the rug. Think swept under the rug. Sorry, and things do get hidden. And that is a sad fact, and um, unfortunately, that's just how war is played. But hopefully, with the uh, naval captain and his invest and what he concludes about the uh, ball bearings, and what the marine colonel and Douglas and what you know, um, what Mister John Crippy, the spo- um, the Pentagon spokesman, says, maybe, maybe with their elaboration and what they've come to conclude and say. Maybe with that knowledge, we it's easier for y'all to move on. I, I I'm not sure. I I wish, and if there's if the truth isn't out. If there's more to this story, I hope it comes out. I hope that you are told everything about the death of your children. You know, I believe the family should know exactly what happened, if it, at all possible. Um. So with that said, uh, you know, I don't. There's really nothing going on, you know. We got the entertainment field of things. Uh, it's amazing what actors are doing today. It's it's really is, you know. Kanye West social media post fair game and divorce proceedings with Kim Kardashian. Legal experts legal experts say, "Holy cow!" So Kanye West is getting divorced. Holy cow! I wonder. Uh, I wonder what sparked this on. Uh, I'm not really. F- familiar with the cart with the Kardashian Kim Kardashian area or Kanye West I wonder what uh, all is in this you know Kanye West social media posts are fair game and that could become evidence against him and his divorce with Kim Kardashian according to legal experts Whoo-wee! that's why you should always be careful what you post on social media people you know you you need to be very careful you might post the song saying slipe your grandma and somebody get offended saying you told me slap my grandma like yeah, be careful, people. You, you post, you make a post about you know the Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys, and somebody gonna try to come shoot you because you made a post about the Dallas Cowboys. 
You know, you gotta be careful, people. It's a dangerous world in social media these days. It's like it's it's like its own world war. You know, you post something saying that you are uh, that you support Pearl Harbor, somebody's gonna say you support neo Nazism. You know, it, it's crazy things like that. I swear. You know, I posted something online one day talking about how um, I support the troops in America and how a post on a uh, congressperson said that troops in America's lives do, are, do not matter as much as those of foreign civilians. I, and I, I tweeted about it. And I, my tweet got taken down because it was said that it was anti-climatic and, and slanderism. How is it slanderism when I say I don't agree with the person's comment? You know, that, that's the thing today. Um, but right here it goes that uh, Kardashian, 41, fil- filed for divorce from uh, West, 44, in February 2021. After seven years of marriage. Seven years of marriage? What happened? Really? The two share four children together. North, St. Chicago, and Psalm. So you got four kids getting divorced. After seven years of marriage. Huh. I wonder what happened. It Was Kanye West not Kanye uh, Westy enough for you? Was Miss Kardashian too much drama? I wonder. You know, Kanye West, I, I, I'm sorry, but Kanye West is a really good guy. He, he, he is. I, I love him to death. He, he, he produces some good music. And I would have voted for him president a couple years ago when he ran. Like, I voted for him. I thought, he, I thought he'd be a good president, Kanye West would be. Personally, I don't, I don't know if he is or not. But uh, what about Kim Kardashian is divorceable? You know, is, is it the drama? Is it meeting with the Kardashians? Is is it the is it that movie? Uh, I I have no idea really on um, really why. But Kanye West, oh Kanye West apologizes for harassing Kim Kardashian, takes accountability. I'm learning in real time. Who? <coughs> oh, now they they have already published the decision of custody, people. Division of custody. Decision of custody. Oh Lord, you know custody is a problem. My uh, my parents when they got divorced, you know they talking about custody, 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 custody. I I was eighteen at the time, so it wasn't a big issue. But still, like, you won't believe how custody is a big fight in court systems nowadays. It's 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 tremendous. Um, according to this, it looks like um. It was an internal decision, and that both of them have agreed on joint custody for the ch- children at the moment. However, if there were to be a custody battle, social media posts that don't foster a healthy parent-child relationship, what the hell does that mean? Healthy parent-child relationship. Is it really social media's decision to say what is a healthy parent child relationship I, I I don't think so because what social media doesn't see social media can't say on you know if Kanye West says something about his daughter on social, on TV that's all social media cares about is what he said about his daughter but he may have turned around and bought his daughter flowers a carnival ride and God knows what else to make up for the fact of what he said or make up for something or he may take his daughter on a spa day just to take her on a spa day. They don't see the spa day. They just see what he said. You know, they don't... I, I hate social media because social media only sees what they want to see. They don't see the whole details here. You know, um, 
You know, talking about bipolar Tennessee, social media is bipolar more than Tennessee is, and Tennessee's just a darn state. You know, Mother Nature, good lyric. She at least she can decide what she wants to be for twenty seconds. Social media can't decide what they want to be for 0.5 seconds. Good grief, social media. Make up your mind. Um Good grief. So that so you got the Conway wet going Kanye West uh stuff going on about his divorce. You know, Kanye West, uh he I don't see how he get himself into much trouble. I don't know much about Kanye West, but I think he's a pretty good actor. Um, show show how much I know, I guess. Uh, what else is out there today? Um, Bob's... Oh, wow, here we go. One day ago, apparently, Bob Seg appears as chief in Snoop Dogg's designer rap video released post-thomously. I cannot pronounce that. Get Bob on the job. Wow. Um, Secret appears in the designer music video for the song Bacon as chief, as chef, who tries to give a different meaning to the song title, working on Party House in Hollywood Hills, where partitional guidance, parental guidance is a definitely suggested, is definitely suggested, huh? Wow. That is a whole spill of things. Well, we're going on 25 minutes, going on 26 minutes, and uh, nothing really much happening. Uh, let's see what's going on in politics while we're in the news section of life today. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, what's out there today? So, Russia test launches ballistic missiles as Ukraine embraces for invasion. I don't know how many of you actually out there that know about the uh, Ukraine crisis. I'm, I guess I'm going to call it a crisis because, you know, what is a crisis? Now, that's a good question. What is a crisis? Well, let's look it up and see what the dictionary says. What is a crisis? Wow, it's giving me uh, something else. Give me a uh, crease. It's a French. That's interesting. So... That isn't. I would say that is a good, good thing. Is a uh, I don't know how many of out there. I wonder how many of you out there that actually know about the uh, whole thing with uh, Ukraine right now. I, I'm hearing things on and off about it. Uh, but right here, crisis, a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. So yeah, it is appropriate to call this Ukraine deal a. Uh, a crisis, you know, because it is a trouble of uh, major affairs for them guys down there. Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know. It's uh, Ukraine. The Ukraine and Panga is really a topic right now. Right here. Okay. Do to do to do to do to do. Let's let's scroll down. Let's scroll down a little bit more. So Ukraine Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Warned this weekend that Russia may be preparing. Oh, did I say Ukraine or you? I meant to say UK. My bad. If I said anything but UK, I, po- I do. Please apologize. I'm reading this off a of script. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson warned this weekend that Russia may be preparing for the biggest war in Europe since 1945, based on the evidence. What evidence? I want to see the evidence. 
What evidence are you saying that he's actually going to do this? You're looking at not just an invasion through the east, through the uh, Dompus, but you're according to, but according to the intelligence that we're seeing coming down from the north, down from Barlas, and actually encircling, encircling Kyvie itself, Johnson told BBC News at the Monarch Secretary Conference in an interview that AIM aired Sunday morning, I think people need to understand the sheer cost of human life that could entail. What intelligence? If you're talking about in military intelligence, there's two things controversial to themselves. Military and intelligence. Huh. But what intelligence are you talking about, Mr. Uh, Mr. Doug, um, Mr. Uh, Johnson? Johnson threatens uh, sanctions that he would hit on Russia very, very hard, including stopping the country from trading in pounds and dollars with the co uh, cooperation of the United States. He also agreed with President Biden's assessment that the invasion could be imminent. Well, of course it could be imminent. You throw sanctions on somebody, you slap somebody on the hand and tell them not to do it, and you stop all trade embargo, which means they can't make money, of course they're, it's going to be imminent, because they got nothing else to lose. You know, I, I, I love I love the military, and I'm in it, so I, I, I can say that, that I love the military. But sometimes some of the things that is said by the president and by his cabinet and by some people in political office, not government office, but political office, just don't make sense sometimes. I'm afraid at that it, it was the evidence point. I'm afraid that it's what the evidence points to. There is no banishing it. He told BBC, the fact is that all signs are that the plan has already, in some sense, begun. What plan? A plan of invasion? A plan of Talitorian control? You're, you're talking about a war... A year a full fledged war of Europe. Who's to say that Biden just? Who's to say that Putin wants Europe? Who's to say that he doesn't want to recreate the USSR? Just the USSR and is going to leave everybody else alone. You know, Putin and Russia have been threatening to take over Poland for years and never acted on it. You know, who's to say that him do, say that he's going to invade Ukraine and post troops on the border like he does Poland? Who's to say that he's actually going to do it? Who's to say that he's actually going to do it? Or he's just going to open his mouth and be a big bear until somebody gives him his honey? You know, that, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's just wanting something. He's knowing this is the way that he's got to do it. You know, you know, the presidents in the last 10 years, I, I, I think, personally, have slapped Russia on the hand and given him whatever they wanted. Now that we had a president, like President Trump, who said that we're not going to do that, and Biden, who's also saying a little bit, in a sense, that we're not going to give you whatever you want. Now he's Putin's getting a little upset because he's not getting what he wants. He's like a toddler throwing a tantrum because he's not getting everything that he wants. That's what I think personally. You know, I may be wrong. Maybe he actually is going to go through this thing. According to this, President Biden will meet with... Nat oh, well, he already met with the National Security Council on Sunday and devised a plan what he's going to do with uh, Ukraine. That didn't go so well. Apparently, you know, I think if I remember correctly, he got basically flipped the bird by Russia. Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zalisinti, on Saturday, this Saturday, 
three hours ago, according to this, called that Russia's President Vladimir Putin to meet with him to discuss diplomatic solutions on mounting tensions. I'm <coughs> sorry, let me get some thumbs in the drink real quick. Mounting tensions, huh? I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're already having to train your own civilian populace to fight with guns and weapons and hand-to-hand combat and urban warfare, I think your tensions have gone a little too far. I don't think they can increase any more than they already have. Um, in the region, amid increasing violence in areas of eastern Ukraine held by Russian back uh, 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 separatists. So if you already haven't known, Russian-backed um, separatist or co- whatever you want to call them, terrorists or anything, they have been fronting the Ukraine government for years now. From I, If I remember correctly, from what I understand, before I was even born, they've been fighting against each other for years. Um, according to uh, Vladimir Zelensky, I don't know what the president of, Ru- of the Russian Federation wants. So I am proposing a meeting. That's what he said at the Monarch Security Conference. Ukraine will continue to follow only the diplomatic path for the sake of peaceful settlement. You know, I I like what he's saying. He's basically saying that I'm not going to go to war. I'm going to try to avoid this war at all costs. You know, I'm going to do what I have to do. Let's just hope that doing what he has to do is not giving up his own country and his own people. You know, they fought for their independence and trying to get away from, you know, the USSR and being what they are now. So I hope that it is, I hope this doesn't end up being, okay, I got to lay down, we got to give up ourselves to keep from violence. I hope that's not the case. Um, And I like how he wants to push for peace because he knows if we go to war that NATO and America, we're all going to, hopefully NATO, I'm not sure, NATO for sure, but America is going to come in and help fight, which is going to be major casualties on both sides. Um, so what else? It says that Spartan violence has broken out for years along the line separating Ukraine forces from the Russian-backed rebels. Of course, it's been like that for years. But the recent shelling and bombing spike could set off a full-scale war, and U.S. officials have warned Russia have warned Russia might use it as a pretext to invade. So basically, Russia might invade just to back up the rebel, uh, the Russian rebels. Huh. I, I, I'm not sure. That, that seems like it's uh, trouble on both sides. Well, that is the latest on this. I will, we will probably be definitely talking about this Russian crisis with Ukraine more and more and more as the uh, story develops. Um, but right now, we have a special guest on board. Um, <laughs> well... You won't believe who it is. It is Gomer Pyle. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, it is sure a surprise, Mr. Gomer. I heard you have a song for us. Why don't you go ahead and sing us your song? Two young lovers in the front porch swing. Boy told the girl he didn't bother right. Hoping one day soon that they'd be well. She said, fine, but I'd like to hear You whisper pretty love words in my ear So he took her in his arms and softly said Gum 
Gomer's The Russian rep in the United Nations Making a speech on firm relations Shook his fist and shouted threats of war The U.S. man stood up and smiled Spoke three words and the place went wild They'll echo around the world forevermore Gomer says, hey, 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 Gomer says, Thank you so much, Gomer. That is a beautiful voice that you have. Well, going back to Gomer Pyle, that is an amazing guy. Thank you, Jim Norbis, for your time on this earth playing Gomer Pyle and putting the faces and smiles of so many people. Thank you for your time. You know, Gomer Pyle played so many times, playing on the showing up on the Andy Griffin Show for a while there. And also, you know... Gomer Pyle, the USMC, he was an amazing guy. Uh, he, he did really good. I remember growing up with some of his videos, and I... Nope. Gomer Pyle, you're an, he was an amazing act, amazing character, and I loved him to death. And I hope that that little song put a little bit of a smile on your face. Well, that's all that we have today. This is Sterling Brock Chitwood, your host, concluding this episode of We Stand Together. <laughs>